The last batch of the 2020 to 2023 revamp Looney Tunes cartoons has dropped, and character designer and layout artist Robert Griggs is here to chat all things Looney. So, of course, you realize this means podcast. Are you ready, eager young space cadets? Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello, I'm Jonathan Graves, and if you're tiny or toony or just a little bit loony, then you've come to the right place. Here is where we talk about all things animation, specifically Warner Brothers animation, and I am thrilled to introduce to you layout artist and character designer for Looney Tunes cartoons, among other projects, Robert Griggs. Robert, how are you doing? And welcome to the show. Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you. It is an honor to have you here. Obviously, the last batch has dropped, so you are able to talk about your work on the show without stepping on anything and uh, going into things we haven't seen because it's all out there now. And unfortunately, this is the end. There, There's nothing else that will be you know, out there like this until the revealed movie Bubble Brain, which stars Daffy and Porky. And that is going to be a monumentous podcast and uh, event that I cannot wait to go see in theaters. And I will track that down wherever that is playing. I will go see that in the theater. I know. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's going to show up in a theater too, that I can bring everybody to. Absolutely. But first of all, uh, what was it like to have this storied career of yours and it led to Looney Tunes? Because I know you have more of a Disney background. So how did how did the shield get you? How did the Warner Brothers shield bring you over from the big mouse? Actually, it was through my mentor, Bob McKnight. Uh, they oh. were looking for, because they've had enough, or they've had a bunch of artists come in and out and, and just hit a couple shorts and then move on to other projects. And they were desperately looking for anybody that could draw these characters the way they were hoping. And he threw my name out there going, have you talked to him yet? It was like, you should be talking to him. Why haven't you called him? And he kept telling, you know, calling me about it and saying, you know, you should get a call this week. And he's like, did they call you? No. So, you know, it just took a little while and they finally picked up the phone. Well, I'm glad they snatched you because your work is incredible. And I loved watching every frame of this show. It is the exact throwback series that I had always wanted to happen. And we never got like, it just kept it. It, it was like, it was right out of grasp for so many years. And now Pete Browngard came in and was like, no, we're doing it. Like this is, this is the time. And we're actually going to make this happen. I'm enamored by your work. What was it like to bring Daffy and Porky into this forefront of modern animation using new techniques that they obviously didn't have in the forties, but to have it feel that, that retro feel. It was a lot of fun and it was very liberating uh, from my history of working with Disney. They're pretty much got a vice on you of, what they want to see and what they want to deal with. So when they brought me over and, and they just started giving me samples, it was like, how far can I push this? And they were like, go to town. It's like, just do what you want. I was like, really? So it was, it was night and day difference from just 
everyday work. So it was so much fun. It was like, you know, they gave him model packs, but I'm like, I, I don't really draw that model. I can try and mimic it. And, but they were like, don't worry about that model at all. That's the base model. They want everything to look like the vintage stuff. So there was a McKimson and there's a Jones and there's a Freeling. So they wanted all of the shorts to have a stamp on it, which was so much fun. It was like, then I, then you just draw and go and whatever feels right, feels right. And you just let it out on, on the paper. Wow. And there's, you know, there's nothing like that. No, I, I, I mean, like it is so refreshing to hear that, but also it seems like you guys like, we're not, <laughs> Uh, you were unleashed. You weren't. You weren't like held back by anything, and that's so cool to to hear. But also, it, it comes across in the work as well. Um, there are many times that I was like, "Oh wow, they went there," <laughs> and that's you guys just like you know doing your thing and not being, I guess, chained to to any one way or one specific like model sheet or anything like that. You guys were really do, able to expand it, and it's fun to watch because you can see. Well, I can see my shorts and you can see Dan Haskett and you can see Bob McKnight and Jim Soper. And so it's really cool to put them all in there and then go, ah, ah, I don't even have to look at the credits yet. I'm like, ah, there's Jim, there's Dan. Okay. It was like, it was fun for a while because, you know, I I went over to Bob's place to have lunch because he was just so excited that we was finally on a project together. It was like, wow, okay, this is interesting. This has been a long time. We've known each other for 30 years and Dan. Oh, wow. he had printouts in my layouts. And I was just like, why, why do you have a stack of my layouts? He's like, reference? I was like, but you printed them actual size. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it was just weird because he was he wound up using some of my layouts as his basis for characters for like Tweety. And he wanted to see how I was drawing Sylvester. So we're all riffing off of each other at one point because I was looking at his and Dan's just trying to find a vein that I don't stray too far off either the model sheet or what has been produced already. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, how far did you guys go with it? Now I know how I, how far I want to go with it. So that was, and just seeing the boards and they went loose on the boards. They went to town with all sorts of ideas and it was so fun watching it. And even panels were drawing and we're laughing constantly while we're doing it. But also in the back of the head is, they're going to have to flag this. There's no way they're going to let this one fly. It's like, I'm going to push it worse. And now I'm really going to get it flagged. <laughs> and then, you know, they all dropped and we're watching them. And I'm like, that made it in. They didn't say anything about that. That was, they just left it alone. Okay. It's odd because, you know, normally you see S and P come after everything. And I guess there were a handful of shorts that had, issues that got brought up but i'm not familiar with all of the ones that were only one in particular i know of, but it was kind of a uh, it is a you know, question mark why did that get brought up but okay uh for the most part it was fun to see all the board guys get go to town and get loose because they can just throw it on the wall see what sticks that's amazing and yeah they did so many but they could have done so many more Right. It's like, you look at all the gags that they've done. You could have taken some of these shorts and split them into three shorts. <laughs> they were, they were just so jam packed with stuff. And it was like, and we were all worried, wondering whether or not they were going to want another run produced, but we're in streaming 
era. So they kind of get their little numbers and still, you know, it's like, you never know. Maybe they'll want to come back to it. But with Discovery, they seem to be acting a little bit different. So it might come around again. Who knows? I'm hopeful. Now I'm just excited for the movie. Sure, exactly. Yeah, we have the movie to look forward to, thankfully. And I'm hopeful that it does come back around after the success of the movie. And I'll be promoting that movie hard whenever it has a release date and everything. Um, one more question before we get into specific shorts that you worked on. What is your favorite character out of the Looney Tunes to draw and to bring to life in this new way? So many of them are just, you know, this was the first time drawing pretty much all of them. So it was an experiment every time I got a different short. Bugs is always my favorite. Daffy's kind of right up there, but Bugs always kind of edges them out. But there are other characters, like never drawn Sylvester before. I love drawing Sylvester. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was a blast. I was like, and Porky probably low on my totem pole only because his proportions are so similar to mickey who i've drawn for 30 years that it felt in the same vein but if i could draw him beat up and mangled (laughs) then it was like standing poses just kind of you know hovering around and getting them on models like uh but yeah if you can give him a black eye and chipped teeth and that was a lot of fun but it's hard to narrow it down you know gossamer's so much fun. I love drawing hair. So <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up Gossamer because that's the first one I wanted to talk about. Pain Rent was this short that came out of nowhere for me because already we had a Gossamer short with Big League Beast. And I thought that was phenomenal. Seeing Bugs and Gossamer go at it and, and implementing baseball. I thought that was really fun and uh, reminiscent of the classic baseball Bugs. But what you guys did on this Pain Rent was gossamer leaves the castle and goes into bugs's home gossamer i need you to run an errand gossamer go out and find me a small test subject and please try to bring it back in one piece this time. And is like an invader in a way. And it's played as such. And there's some scary moments. But the the proportions of Gossamer inside Bugs' home I thought were perfect. And like he's banging his head on the tops of uh, doorways and thresholds. What was it to... I guess, bring a character outside of his comfort zone. Cause we've never seen Gossamer outside of the castle unless he was like miniaturized in a little boat <laughs> in water, water, every hair. <laughs> that didn't, that, I didn't think about that at all. Sometimes the pace of what we had to do and the deadlines, it was just like, we're just going through it. So it's like, you get a chance to view it and, but changing locations never really crosses my mind because to me they're all free to be wherever they want okay um and as long as the story works so it was interesting as you know you just gotta watch the layouts and make sure that they hit so the bg guys we don't always cross paths at the same time so sometimes we're just borking off of boards and the bg guys are going to town at the same time as we are so they're looking sometimes they see our layouts first and then they have to rearrange because we've set it up in a specific way and had to alter it and shift the angles. Mm. And then they have to do some tweaking. Um, 
But yeah, it was like everything was pretty well mapped out in the board phase. They seemed to have a nice rein on what they wanted to see and fleshing it out. Once in a while, we just kind of readjust and, you know, we'll draw extra full body poses where they're cut off so that they can shift later on. And I see that in a lot of the shorts that sometimes they've spread characters out to clear things or adjusted it or cropped in or out. So working digitally that way does open up reframing possibilities okay. as opposed to paper paper you can <laughs> but so i think it's a little easier in the digital phase when everybody's on different layers yeah. as opposed to the pencils um and gossamer but, yeah. like he gets beat up in that and and so does bugs bugs get strangled a little bit you were talking about porky getting mangled and like this show has no holds barred when it comes to characters getting beat up and punched and scratched and hair being pulled out every which way <laughs> can you talk a bit of people chopped up yeah, yeah. yeah can you talk about that aspect of gossamer and how fun it was to just kind of dishevel him if you will through the actions of bugs yeah, the, any any of the characters disheveled is just so much fun because there is no model for that. It's kind of like how it's how do you break them in a pleasing way <laughs> <laughs> if there is such a thing. Um, it's, you know, with hair, it's just fun to draw burnt and crispy. And I actually really like effects animation. Uh, so when he gets electrocuted, I was just giving them extra poses of here. You could do all these kind of weird, crazy shapes with him in the, you know, in the electricity form. And I was like, and then they all showed up. They only asked for like one. It's like, but I gave him a whole bunch of them. It's like, and you see them all pop up. It's like, so it was fun that way because on some scenes, you almost feel like you're animating because you're flipping through it, trying to see where to hit. Yeah. Um, that we had stuff where, you know, people's arms were broken, the bones sticking out. And sometimes that, was a little too much so they you know you take the bone away uh, i'm thinking of mummy yeah, dummy right now like just the bugs being mangled and broken apart. it shows up in yeah. some of them and yeah in other ones they take it out sylvester had some bones sticking out on in shorts and we removed those it was like i thought it was funny <laughs> they are cartoon like, characters mm-hmm. i mean they they will come back together they're malleable but yeah i mean i loved how you guys broke them and and they are immensely broken but in the best way possible it is pleasing but it is also horrifying and and you feel the mm-hmm. dread the characters are in which is something that looney tunes has never really had they've never really had dread and i think you guys did a really good job of implementing that into the cartoons pardon the delay ladies and gents your patience is about to be rewarded because now the real show begins me and my toys for revenge. My volunteer has been tied to the spinning wheel of death, rendering him completely helpless. Jumping Jiminy! Yeah, adding that little snippet is, is fun. It's like doing something you haven't seen before. It's like you always had a little bit of shock, but not anything kind of further than that. They kind of towed the line yeah. about how far they wanted to go, but it was, it was fun to push the horror element a little bit more in a couple of the episodes, especially the Gossamer one. It just felt like Frankenstein going through the forest and <laughs> close-ups of evil hands. And so those were ones that was kind of like, um, how many lines and wrinkles do you mind if I put in here? It's like, mind? I'm going to put a lot of detail on here. It's like close-up. And they're like, good, let's go. <laughs> it's like, I love, I love close-up shots. I love, 
you know, when they're holding cards in front of the frame and it's a big old hand. Yeah. It's like, and you got all these extra folds and wrinkles and it's like, that stuff just makes my day. That's fantastic. As opposed to tiny little characters. So speaking of horror elements, you also did the work on the opening to the Hollow Scream Halloween special. And we saw the silhouettes of uh, Monster Tweety, of Jekyll from Jekyll and Hyde. And Witch Hazel. Witch ha- yeah, Witch Hazel was there. And she had a standout short in that little compacted list of cartoons. But the um, the opening titles just got me excited because those characters were not going to see any like full detailed cartoons with like King Tweet or of like Monster Tweety. Um, and I, I was so bummed about that, but you really captured their essence in the silhouettes. Did you just pull from the model sheets that were already at Warner Brothers or did you create them from the ground up? Well, actually I had to grab like film grabs because I couldn't really find any model sheets. Oh, wow. There was one of those, I was already working on, I believe I was working on Tiny Tunes already. Looney Tunes was over. And they called up saying, we need, we're working on a, a, you know, bumpers. It was like, do you have time? So I had to just fish together whatever I could find. So I grabbed the shorts off of where I could at home and stuff and just grab frames and try to get basics of what shapes they are. And they had, you know, the rough boards laid out and I had to figure out how to get the proportions in there and also make the silhouettes clear, Mm. which is really difficult on a couple of them. So Witch Hazel got changed a little bit because there's it's hard when you all have head all body and you throw hands out. <laughs> right. You don't know, you know, you're trying your best to not overlap things that'll make it muddy. Yeah, it was, I was kind of almost in the dark on that one because I didn't know what they were going to be used for. I thought it was going to be three individuals mm. tying up for little, little mini bumpers coming soon. Here it comes. Um, I didn't realize it was for the opening. Wow. So it's one of those things that just, you know, you just get the drawings and he go, he go, he go. But it's like, I'm not, it's not really pertinent for me to know how they're going to use it as long as it fits right. But that was a lot of fun because they, you know, dropping, I threw him an idea of like dropping a potion into the, uh, the Jekyll character, yeah. into the actual, into the cauldron and having it bubble up and explode. And I pretty much animated an explosion on it. Um, but I didn't realize that's why I thought it was three separate ones. Mm-hmm. So it was too much time for that. Um, uh, but that was fun because again, I, I, I didn't realize how much I liked effects animation. <laughs> I loved how it turned out and yeah, like it gets you ready for some Halloween scares in this really short, compact, uh, you know, I think it's two cartoons in that. Um, but th- they were just so great and so well done. Uh, obviously the witch hazel one has its own unique take on the the -hmm. character and she has a majority of the things to do alongside her spider companion who is like you know her her adversary and uh yeah i just thought it was so wonderful to see such reverence and such respect put on those characters that we didn't get to see but that were still a part of the loony lore that you were diving into and picking and pulling from it was it was interesting though because when I didn't realize it was the Jekyll character, mm. the boards were kind of loose and rough. So when I first saw it, I actually thought Count Blood Count. Oh, you must be the head waiter. Count Blood Count at your service, sir. Yeah. And that's who I was roughing out until I looked at it closer and went, "Wait, there's teeth." 
oh wait 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 because like and then i realized i had to switch gears <laughs> and i was almost hoping that that special was going to have all of those in yeah. it because i didn't know what everybody else was working on at the time mm. so i'm like are we gonna see monster tweety again right? it's like that would be awesome and i was like so i was a little disappointed that they didn't get to that but um because i think there were talks at one point of doing another batch but then moving into another decade of style oh, i would have loved so to this was that. you know late 30s early 40s and it would move into like 40s to 50s and just do a bunch of shorts and those and then you could drag a whole bunch of other characters out so there you know there were plans um or at least thoughts but you know those guys were pete and alex working on it for how many years you get burnt out on the same thing trying to come up with all these ideas sure yeah, I get that. But, you know, having Chuck Jones era characters would be so great to see in all of their glory. But you do touch on some. So obviously we had Wiley Coyote in these uh, and we had Mark Anthony and Pussyfoot, yep. which you did the Ralph, and yeah. Ralph Wolf. Yes. And uh, Sam Sheepdog. But Mark Anthony and, and Pussyfoot are two pairings that I love because they are so adorable together and they, they have the craziest misadventures. Oh, rest assured, madam. Your pets will be quite at home here while you're away. We have appropriate accommodations for dogs and cats. All right, then. Off to your designated areas. They had already appeared in three shorts before you came along. And now, like, this work in the latest batch, this is like the quintessential modern-day Mark Anthony Pussyfoot short that you want. It's the same dynamic. You already know it in your head when they're introduced into this pet hotel. And they get separated. And you just know that they're going to come together and he's going to have to put on a front. And I just love how it plays out. And then your poster work for it is incredible. Yeah, you have to thank Jim for all the designs because he worked on that short. I just got pulled in at the last minute for the for the title card. Oh, okay. Well, the title card is wonderful. <laughs> Do you have that hanging somewhere? <laughs> no, I should. <laughs> if it's around, it's like, you know, stuff just kind of gets lost on my desk <laughs> if it's pencils like one it's like oh it's like you know most of my stuff was digital my i kept trying to move back to pencils so i could have something physical um but it's just i don't know i just got so sucked into working digital for a while it was especially when you're trying to do multiple poses because then you can do alternate arms you can get your static shots and you don't have to do all these layers of arms and legs and and breakdowns you just kind of give them your a b and c here's all sorts of different things and give your holds and uh i gotta get back to paper though because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of porky daffy i wound up getting like carpal tunnel starting so i'm like i'm i'm told go back to paper see if it fixes it I'm like, okay well let, let's move back to porky daffy real quick um not the movie but the uh, the vignette, if you will, uh, Magician Daffy with Vintage Porkies, and you take us through a slew of Porkies throughout his career. I, the Great Daffy, will perform amazing feats of prestidigitation. Now for the magic words. Prestus, changes, rearranges. Huh? Cut that out. Stop that this instant. I'm able to beat you with that warning. 
I'm gonna... This has gone too far. Stop! You better put me back to normal right now. Okay, okay. Sheesh. Looks right to me. Starting with, obviously, the... Well, the one that is in the series, the retro Porky that um, you designed and, and Jim Soper designed. And, like, it's just phenomenal design work. And he is involuntary volunteered to be a part of this magician show and Daffy presto changes him into his 1930s counterpart where he is the chubby porky and he is black and white again and can you talk about like the the different variations porky was chosen for for these or did you have any say in that like was it just like given to you of like oh we need this type of porky or we need this type of porky yeah that was already that was already settled on in the boards they knew exactly which ones they had on their mind i don't know if all of them made it in i could have sworn there were a couple that didn't show up um, I, I, th- I thought most of them were there, but I thought there was one or two that might not have shown up. I watched it so quick and it happened so <laughs> fast, but those were all pretty much in the boards. And I thought that was a phenomenal bank gag. It was. Cause you just couldn't, you just couldn't beat that one. And it was so much fun trying to lay them out and match those styles in there to each one. It was like, Oh my God. But I didn't know when we were doing the magician Daffy that it was going to be broken up into snippets. Mm, okay. That was, I think what they gave, that was the first assignment they handed me. And I thought it was one short of Daffy messing with pork. <laughs> just endlessly. I thought it was just seven <laughs> minutes of just horrible stuff. <laughs> and then the first one came out and I was like, it was, Oh, it was one gag. It was like, what happened to all the rest of them? And they're like, Oh, we're using them as fillers. Sometimes we just need a minute here and a minute there. And a, like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I was like, so that was interesting because the, you know, the whole first few weeks were just beat up, you know, dissected. <laughs> I was like, I can get into this. That's okay. That's the test. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it felt like it, it was a test. Uh, like they wanted to see what I could bring to the table on those. Oh, wow. That's uh, so fascinating. So like, you didn't even know how it was going to be presented. No. It's crazy. They just give you, they just give you a file and, you know, they give you the, that one actually didn't, I don't believe that one actually had a, uh, an animatic. Mm. Uh, that one was just the board panels. All the rest of them, most of the rest of them had animatics um, as close as possible. But that one, I don't remember having an animatic. That's why it threw me off later on when it first, when it aired. Yeah. So, but I think all the gags got shown. <laughs> <laughs> There's missing gags out there. We need to write to Warner Brothers. Um, <laughs> it's possible. It's possible a couple of them didn't show up, but I lost track. I have to go through the whole folder to see because it's like, okay, I saw a few. I could have sworn there might have been one or two that just didn't go anywhere. Well, for the, those listening that haven't seen it yet, I'm going to run down the porkies that we did see in this, and they are all phenomenally drawn and rendered and vibrant and so cool to see. Um, So it starts with that 1930s fat Porky. Then we had another 1930s Porky, but the school school boy Porky. um, I love that one. So great. So classic. Um, Then we have a long tied Porky uh, back to the chubby uh, um, offset Porky. Um, And that's the end for the black and white ones. And then we had the color Porky with like the schoolboy colored hat 
and uh, and top and like he's you know ready to go to school. Um, classic forties Porky. And then we had a Chuck Jones Porky from the sixties. So we jump an entire two decades <laughs> into the sixties to get a a vintage Chuck Jones Porky, which is the only Chuck Jones like real drawing that I, I saw in this. Um, but I loved, I love seeing it in this style. And if you were to do an entire series like this, I would be enamored by that. Um, then we jump again to 2021 Space Jam Porky, a little bit of uh, self-promo by Warner Brothers. <laughs> but also the lighting here changes too. And it's just, it's the 2D rendered classic Porky, but in that, you know, ready to play basketball era. Um, and then uh, and then it ends with Daffy duplicating himself and Porky disappears entirely. I just thought that was a really clever ending. And the entire short, I mean, it's a one minute gag, but it works so well, even though it goes by really quickly. I actually like stopped it as I was watching it going, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look what they did here. So kudos to you. I think they might have changed a little bit of the dialogue or not i'm not sure because originally the i thought he stuttered which they kind of yanked they nobody wants to deal with porky stuttering a lot oh, okay over the, the original one the first one i think was that's the super stutter <laughs> yes <laughs> he stuttered a little bit but yeah bob bergen was doing his best angry pig impression <laughs> the entire time uh, you better put me back to normal right now yeah no that was a really great vignette as i call them for the one minute fillers and I, I really enjoyed that one the most, I think. I believe that one was boarded by Michael Mike uh, Rocco. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he did Witch Hazel as well. Uh, so, yeah, he'll, uh, after a while, you get to know all the board guys. <laughs> like, oh, all right. I was like, I know who this is. It's like, I could always automatically tell Mike's boards because he always had a real good flair for his stuff. Mike Rocco, a like friend I, of the podcast, he's been on talking about Beaky Buzzard as well as Witch Hazel and his work, mm -hmm. you know, these, these characters. And I really wish that there was like some kind of art book that was out there with your work in it. That way, like people can see the individual drawings and pencil sketches and graphics and everything that went into all the artistry. So you guys really did a phenomenal job. I know there's so much art out there that... I haven't seen is like, I, I haven't seen all the Dan stuff or, or gyms or it's like, there's just a ton of it. It's like, it's like, okay. It was like, I'd like to get a book as well, or at least copies. <laughs> Can I get some just copies? There's like, are some of these like, well, if there's an archive that I can get into, I'm going to volunteer myself to create this book because <laughs> I love you guys work. Um, the last short I wanted to mention was poolside past. This is with Elmer Fudd going, trying to relax at the pool and, Daffy Duck is the pool boy. So, you know, relaxation is out the window <laughs> as soon as you see that duck-billed mallard come around. Oh, what's wrong with this crummy chair? Cabana boy! Cabana boy! Cabana boy! Oh, where's that cabana boy? Hello! Daffy Duck here. I'll be your cabana boy today. How can I help you? Uh, how fun was it to just mess with Elmer Fudd? <laughs> and uh, and what was your role in, in this short? It's always fun to mess with Elmer. <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't get too many Elmers. I think I got maybe only two to work with on with him. Okay. Yeah, it's just most of the, most of the shorts were already pre-planned out, and then it's just how much can you add to it. 
so yeah i'm trying to think back on that one that was one of the earlier ones too it was like so that was a lot of fun on certain ones we could all shriveled up it's like that on some of those they had to rein me in and and it's like okay so you got to pull out some of the lines he's too shriveling <laughs> <laughs> okay it's like but yeah on some of that is like that's why layers are good because here's an extra set of layers of lines to make them even more wrinkly and i'll just kind of take that layer away once in a while you can throw out a, a gag that you know mister here's an extra pose maybe we can get an extra expression out of here um but you know for the most part they're all they're all timed out as well so then you're kind of messing with a whole bunch of dominoes that can quickly go out of alignment. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's just like, that was, that was a quick one. Um, there were a couple that had a lot of layouts to do. Um, and that one, you know, I did, I just did model sheets for, uh, for Elmer's costume, just his little hat. Cause you got to figure that stuff out. So everybody understands how it fits. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that one was pretty much pretty straightforward on that that short. Well, I, I love how you know Daffy just you know tries to get him water the entire time, and he's in front of a pool, and it just it can't happen. Like he can't get the water to his mouth, <laughs> and it, it, it is like the shriveled like lips the entire time. I, it was really great to to see Elmer get his comeuppance, even though he was just trying to relax at the pool. <laughs> I know, it was so fun to draw, but then when I saw it on the screen, I'm like, that's really disturbing. <laughs> I'm like, it, it's even more disturbing in color. <laughs> oh boy, this dry heat is a killer. You know, a glass of cool water would be nice right now, but I don't want to call on that cabana boy. Oh, but I sure am thirsty. Cabana boy! Cabana boy! Yes, sir? I like a glass of water. One glass of water coming right up. As with all of these, you know, the bloodshot eyes, the, the purple bruises, like all of it is really vibrant. All of it is in your face, but all of it is great. All of it is wonderful. So thank you. Um, I had a question from one of my fans on Instagram. That's uh, this means podcast over there. Um, when you're doing layouts, do you have to redraw every board panel? No. Um, due to time constraints, they're selected. Um, they're usually the directors go through it and realize this this expression is going to give the animation crew a little bit of a hard time. So let's make sure we hit that one so that they're nice and clear and they don't have to think. It's like here you go, just kind of move it around, uh, which was very interesting when I saw the first short come back because you know working in animation for years, you do boards and clean up boards and layouts are have gone the way of the dodo in most. <laughs> most productions wow. so you can i've seen you know gorgeous rendered boards go and then then it comes back overseas and it's like what happened so when these shorts started showing up and you're looking at it going you could freeze it and see the actual drawing that you handed them as a layout show up i was like wow, that was mind-blowing <laughs> i bet wow. i was like i can find the exact drawing there it is it's like you can line it up and go oh they just put it in there and animated around it it was like that was that was just insane 
Um, but yeah, it was mostly it was mostly that you wanted to hit specific key poses and things that were going to go a little bit wonky uh, movement wise or blurs or stretches, um, especially if they're beat up and then, you know, you don't want to give them any more room for interpretation than, than possible. Yeah. Um, is that, is that rewarding to see your drawings up there like that? Or are you like, very, that okay. was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was super exciting. Nice. Um, because most of the stuff, you know, I've seen my stuff around for years working at Disney. Uh, it was a running joke. Every time we'd go to the park, within 10 minutes, how many people can I see wearing a t-shirt with something I drew on? Oh, wow. That's cool. So it was one of those. And usually, you know, some we're doing running tabs. Who, who saw one? I'm up to 20. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Um, you, you know, you're standing next to a family and they're all wearing the same t-shirt with something I drew. It was really nice to just see exactly what you did show up. You know, you take your name off after a while. Um, you work on something, you do boards and you do layouts and designs, and then the show comes out and you're like, nah, I, didn't, I didn't work on that. Okay. It was like, it just kind of falls apart overseas. So they had a really good group of animation teams working on these shorts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guys. I was amazed. The guys over at Tonic DNA and uh, mm-hmm. Snapple. And, you know, there, there's so many wonderful studios out there that really really brought their a games to this show i wish we would see some of your drawings on warner Brothers shirts and you know these looney tune concept art pieces i, w- I would love to walk around and see them but you know <laughs> which is it's weird though because uh i don't know a year or two ago when i was working on looney tunes they actually that division called me up and said do you do you want to do design work for product oh I'm like, sure. He's like, why not? Filled out all the paperwork and then don't know what happened there. Bummer. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I was all in. I was just like, all right. He's like, why not? He's like, let's just, why aren't we, why aren't you doing more on and really backing the shorts? Right. He's like, you should just be running wild with this on product. Yeah. Well, I'm sporting mine. Uh, I don't know if you can see this, but I have the character. Yeah, I see. <laughs> and uh, I found this at Six Flags. Oh, there we go. But uh, but yeah, nowhere in LA. I think you might have answered this. When catching poses, do you ever have to reframe your work to a specific character, and which character causes the most revisions? Hmm. I haven't had a character that needed a lot of revisions. It was usually the revisions would come because either the the voice track, whatever they were saying, I I misjudged like someone being concerned versus angry. Oh. It was usually that kind of thing of, oh, he's not supposed to be really angry in this one. He's just kind of like more shocked or concerned. So it's just lightening up on brows and that kind of stuff. Or, or you know, I'd give him an alternate for let's, what if we swap the hands in this pose? It would, it would make it a little stronger. But, um, yeah, there weren't too many. There usually weren't too many revisions. It was usually pretty light-handed on stuff. Uh, it was usually a misjudge or the, or the dialogue came out a little bit different. Uh, I didn't hear the track. Gotcha. So you're kind of guessing based on the board what it was looked like when you roughed it out. And sometimes just changing the model here and there. Um, you know, if you add an eyelid, sometimes the eyelid height can change the difference of, of what the expression looks like. It's, you know, it gets nuanced like that. Um, but yeah, most of the stuff, I don't mind. I spent years at Disney dealing with other artists' stick figure drawings. <laughs> 
that I could, <laughs> I could, that's what they handed me. And it was just like, make something of it. And it was like, Oh, all right. It's like, so it was like, uh, you know, getting bored. Sometimes you get boards that are really crisp and clean. And I was like, there's an energy here I need to keep and translate and just kind of tweak it a little bit and push it just a little bit more, but keep that energy without killing it. Uh, and then there are others that was kind of like, okay, this really needs to go to town. This was like a quick drawing they threw out. And it's like, let's, let's give it a really good one. Um, so it depends on how much time the board guys had because they were just go, going and going and going. Wow. So most of them were happy. You didn't really get a chance to talk to them all because most of the board guys were gone too. So that's the one thing I missed is I would have loved to have all been in rooms together with people so you could go, look, look, look what we can do with this and just kind of shoot the breeze right, right there in the room and, and run ideas off each other. Because this was happening at the pinnacle of the, of the COVID. COVID yeah. yeah. That's a bummer. That's, that's such a, a loss. I think, you know, collaboration is so important, especially in, in a medium like animation and working with these characters. And, you know, in the forties, they were all working together and like, they were showing each other what they were doing. And, and yeah, I mean, that's the nature of the beast, I guess, but what, what, a what a time for that to have happened. <laughs> Very unfortunate. This next question is one of my favorites. Um, so you mentioned on Twitter that, and I highly recommend everyone go follow you on Twitter and uh, we'll get to your socials at the end, but what is your favorite hidden reference inside your work with Looney Tunes cartoons? And you mentioned that there was a, a Tom and Jerry fish in your organ fail uh, short with Yosemite Sam and Bugs Bunny. Do you have any others that fans should be on the lookout for? That was that was probably one of the biggest ones that I did, and Alex caught it right away. <laughs> like as soon as I turned it in, he was like, "Ah, Tom and Jerry." Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I, I." That was the one that was like, "Oh, with the, the rough board was had enough information on." I was like, "I know where I want to go with this one. I needed to kind of slip that one in there." Gotcha. Um, cool. No, there's not a lot of. I don't usually do a lot of hidden, hidden stuff. There, there's one panel that means a lot to me, but it won't mean a lot to anybody else. And it's from the Three Bears. Oh, because the mom and pop bear are pretty much my grandparents. Nice. So he's sitting there in the chair, slouched in a specific spot, and it's actually based off of a photo of my grandfather. Oh. So, I, so that one, as soon as you see it, and she's like leaning in, it's like the, the, they look like my grandparents' is bad. <laughs> or it's really strange. So I sent that to my sister. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but it's like nobody else would know it. I had I even sent her a picture of the, of the actual picture I based it off of. She was like, okay. But, yeah, I don't usually hide stuff in, in drawings or slip other stuff in. You're Sorry. you're telling me there's no hidden Mickey in Looney Tunes that <laughs> you slipped in there? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you better not have done that. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I love that you brought in a familiar aspect with the three bears because I think a lot of people see those characters as. Their oh wait, there is a. There, I think one of the mice in the the one uh, the one Sylvester cartoon I think is wearing Mickey shorts. 
Oh. I put Mickey I put Mickey shorts on the rat, on the huge rat. Oh, which is a reference to Duck Tracy. Yes, the great piggy yes. bank. Yes. Robbery. Yeah, I'm pretty I think I put Mickey shorts on the rat. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, I think you did. <laughs> I don't know if they colored them red, though. I, don't, I have to look at it again. But I do remember the suspenders and, like, the big buttons on top. So, good job. <laughs> you snuck that one by. <laughs> um, so, now I want to talk about the posters. So, you've done numerous posters for this series um, starting way back in 2021. It was, it was weird, hit or miss, when they call up and say, hey, you know, we got something for you. What do you want? And you don't know how it's going to be used. And then you realize it's the... HBO <laughs> tile. Right. Did um, you do the Yosemite Sam fish hook with bugs on it? That one, yes. That one, okay. That one I did, yeah. So were um, you given, because those images are void of anything in the short. Like, they are completely yes. separate. So were you given free reign of like, oh, I want to see this character and posed with this character in this way? Or how, how does that come down? usually gave me a quick rough to base it off of and then i'd play with it and okay and see like on that one um like bugs was just waving at him so it was like i did the i did the fish gag on it um i had another version on it i had multiple versions on that one i had him in full scuba gear uh and then i had him with just the goggles but he originally had like the scuba tank and the in the whole oh, wow. thing going. Um, and then I also had a rough that they didn't get, which was him dressed as the mermaid on the hook. Oh, what? But that was steering so far away, and I had already had the main one roughed out. And then I did alternates of of uh, him waving, and then I gave him the little tiny fish to wave in front of him, and they were they took that one. Um, but that was just an add-on gag that was kind of like, let's give him something else to do besides just, you know, waving at him. Because I am I was so used to drawing Mickey waving at everybody. I'm like, I don't like characters waving. <laughs> you like characters slapping each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's more it, it it's like something, you know. <laughs> it's like, you're going to do something. It's like, so, yeah, most of them have usually had a, a quick rough handed off. So... I'm trying to think. Yeah, there was a rough for the Tasmanian one, the Tasmanian devil. Oh, and bringing out of the the acne out box. of the crate. Yeah, yeah. And that was the one and only Tasmanian devil drawing I did. Oh that wow! Was, that was it. That's the only time I got to draw. Um, well, how fun was that? A lot of fun. That one was piecemeal together. It was half half pencil, half digital. Oh, okay. So I did part of it in a pencil and then I kind of composite it and had alternates. It had alternates of bugs positions on the back and I think an alternate of Taz. And then digitally I put them all together and then added all of the breakage splinters flying all over the place. So, yeah, that one only really exists in, in digital again in its final form. But yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. That one's glorious. If I could have a poster of that behind me, I would. <laughs> I know. I always wondered if they, they never made any posters for like bus stops and stuff. Yeah. I was like, that would be fun to see some of those advertised, but I thought maybe they would use that. Absolutely. I don't know why they didn't. There's Max posters everywhere around town. My favorite though is still the, the bugs on the, on the pumpkin. Oh yes. Yes. For that's the hollow, my, hollow that, scream. That's still my favorite drawn. 
Um, and I did two of those because the original one I had his mouth closed and he was a little bit more Bob McKimpson okay. in the face. And then we opened his mouth and, and they wanted like, let's open his mouth. Let's, and they gave me a couple shifted an ear and I didn't want to mess up that drawing. So I did a completely different one. Um, and that's the one they used, but yeah, the original one's more McKimson. Fantastic. And the second one is, I guess, more me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And lastly, is there a short that people should go back and rewatch to look for just artistry or your approach to a character or a piece of animation? I don't ever refer anybody to my stuff. I refer people to the golden stuff. <laughs> oh, that's fine. So gonna... What is your favorite Looney Tunes short? We'll, we'll throw it out there. We'll make it broad. Oh, there's so many, but I love falling hair. Oh, so great. Um, yeah, Elmer's Candid Camera. That's a rare one. That one. Early Chuck Jones. That one. Uh, yeah, that one's good. Yeah, there's a there's so many Chuck Jones. I I prefer the earlier yeah. Chuck Jones cartoons, um, where Bugs is short and stocky like Super Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, and earlier, I'm I get away from you know I love his I love his style and where he morphed to, but my preferences is early early you know mid 40s for chuck jones it sounds like you were um, the right guy to go to for this project <laughs> and it, yeah and it's weird because you can my bugs is you can i think really stand out on the in the shorts because they vary on the other scenes they kind of try to revert back to the standard model pack okay and then on mine the, the proportions change a little bit so I've, those are the ones I, I can easily see my stuff quicker because my bugs does not match anybody else's uh, as far as I can tell. And I was like, and that's just the way it came out. I wasn't trying to do anything special or that's just the way it flowed. Well, it's good to be and unique. Like, okay. It's good to have your own, your own stamp of approval on your own work. So I, I like that. We'll see if I like it in five years. <laughs> Well, I will still like it in five years. So kudos. Um, Robert, this has been a delight. Where can people find you online? Um, I don't usually do Facebook. Uh, I do have a page there, but uh, best bet is usually Instagram or Twitter. X, whichever one you want to call it now. <laughs> At Robert Griggs uh, Art, right? Uh, Robert Griggs Art is Instagram. Uh, I think I'm labeled Dr. Griggs on Twitter. That's right. Cause that's what, that's what Bob calls me. And we call each other doctor because we're kind of, we treat each other like surgeons with a pencil. I love that. So that's kind of where that came from. <laughs> that's great. And I highly recommend you follow this man. Uh, he posts a lot of the behind the scenes work on all of the shorts he worked on as well as all his other projects. And you can follow the podcast over at this means podcast on Facebook and Instagram or OFC. This means pod on X formerly Twitter. <laughs> What a weird thing. What a weird time we live in. Um, yes. <laughs> so thank you again, Robert, for joining me in this conversation. And as always, that's not all, folks. Stay tuned, because we have a lot more coverage coming your way. Oregon! Ho! Hey, what gives? Is it all right if I take five? Only if you're okay missing out on the best available land. (laughs) 
I made it. Wow, talk about lush. I can get used to living here. Oh, no, you don't. This pristine land is mine. First come, first... <laughs> <laughs>